0: We the show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Getting a lot of uh, encouraging emails from people about our last break. We'll touch on it again before the show is over today. We might probably end up going over. But right now we need to go to the hotline and welcome, I want to say, back to this show. I believe believe Dylan Howard has been on this show before. Uh, Mr. Howard, how are you, sir? Good, Mike. Good to be
1: with you again.
0: Pleasure to talk to you. The new book is Epstein: Dead Men Tell No Tales. Spies, lies, and blackmail. Just when you think you've heard about all you can hear and you've seen all the documentaries, there is so much more stuff in this book that, uh, I, although, I, although I, I think we all kind of know in the back of my mind, really how how connected this guy was. To people as as uh, you know, p- politicians, scientists. What was the mo- What's the most shocking connection
1: that you've made in the book? Well, the connection that is the untold story about Jeffrey Epstein is that he was not only running this complex sex trafficking ring for the benefit of his own sexual peccadilloes, but he was doing it for a purpose, and that purpose was to catch high profile and high powered individuals in tawdry acts and then use that information to either convert them into an intelligence source or provide the information to blackmail them. So in essence, Jeffrey Epstein and his co-conspirator Ghislaine Maxwell were operating an international espionage ring and now, their let, clients let included let me ask the
0: the result yep. the result of of him being captured and there's nobody i don't think there's anybody that believes he killed himself we know that he was a guy that was that was most likely murdered if i'm if i'm somebody who's high powered and i'm stuck in a jeffrey epstein conundrum where i know he's got this information on me and uh, i mean i could i could have had him killed easier on the outside i would imagine these powerful people could have had him taken out. I mean, I'm not saying this, this isn't true, but how did he manage to survive this long?
1: A valid question, but one would think that the, the compromise of participating or providing intelligence to Israel's Mossad, Russia, or Saudi Arabia would be a more simple effort than having him off. Um and to your point about do you think he was murdered i actually don't think that he was murdered i think that it was an aided and abetted suicide i think that someone got to him probably those that he worked for right and they told him the the, the jig is up um and it's time for you to end this, and the reason I say that is because two weeks earlier he had attempted to commit suicide. Suppose you're not released, in, you're not released into prison population. So soon thereafter, right? You're certainly not released into prison population with regular clothing. You are given uh, paper, effectively to wear. You're not given electrical appliances with cords that you can hang yourself. You're not given prescription meds. And six so miles worth of it. sheets. Yeah, I think that he killed himself. But there were other factors at play that ensured that the cameras weren't running and the two guards that were on duty at the time were overworked and were just sleeping. So so you believe – but here, here's my problem with
0: that, and I agree with my dad, who was a longtime corrections officer, says the same thing. He killed himself, but he was given the tools to do so. But what is the – he, he, what is the option for him? He he lives a lot longer and does a lot more damage if he stays alive. I mean, if this is a guy who ran and ran a blackmail campaign, this was a time for him to come on out and spill the beans. I mean, we we would be looking at Jeffrey Epstein as one of the most interesting people in the world right now if he was going to come out and tell us that he can he can uh, nail Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and all the and the the Mossad and all these people. The guy from the the Prince. I mean, all all, all these people. I mean, the world would be much more interested in that than they would be in his suicide.
1: But I don't think it would have achieved anything for him. The guy wasn't going to be able to wrangle his way out of the indictment. Right. Even if he did sing, because no law enforcement institution could allow someone so heinous to ever see daylight again. And he didn't really have a strong legal defence to take the matter to court. He was relying upon the fact that he'd previously been charged and took a deal in Florida in 2007 and the notion of double jeopardy would apply. The government, of course, didn't believe that and said that the agreement that he struck in in 2007 was limited to that one jurisdiction only and that all ninety-four other jurisdictions didn't sign off on that plea deal, so mm. it was flimsy at best if he was to defend it, and he wasn't going to see daylight again. And typically, spies do not uh right. flip they don't, and not they go down.
0: Yeah. What? What? Now? What? Now? How is Ghislaine Maxwell still alive, and how will her? What
1: will her fate be? You think? She's the most watched prisoner in the United States. Yeah. And there is a reason for that. She now represents the biggest of whales in bringing down this sex trafficking ring. And she's complaining that she's being isolated, she's wearing paper clothes, and she's being watched 24 hours, seven days a week. Well, boo-hoo. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a woman who... Is alleged not only to have procured women for Jeffrey Epstein, but also participated in the sex acts herself. Yeah. She profiteered from this blackmail and honey trap ring for so long. So the ability for her to commit suicide behind bars is almost impossible. So will will she
0: will she, will she yeah, start talking? Do? Will she – Will she? I mean, you've seen an, enough pictures of her and Bill Clinton together. I know that's one of the big things in the book here, and I've seen pictures online of them together. It's clear that they had some sort of relationship, uh, and we know how deadly the Clintons can be. Will, will she be able to strike some sort of deal with somebody to come out and give information to ensure her survival, or would she
1: want to choose the same fate? Well, she has three distinct options, and make no mistake, the federal government is putting the squeeze on her now um, and her lawyers. She could plead guilty to, say, four of the six counts of indictment, and they would knock off the perjury charges. Right. It still means that instead of 30 years jail, she might do 15 or 20. Um, And then there's hope that she might see daylight again. The second option would be to fight the case. Well, most defence attorneys will tell you if you're charged by the Southern District of New York, you are never going to beat them in court. They don't take or prosecute a case unless it's unimpeachable. So she shouldn't fight it. The third option would be to sing and to sing like a canary. But I'm told even to this day, she won't. She doesn't want to talk about those that she considered her friends, like Prince Andrew. But if you sing, you don't get a chance to decide who you're going to sing on. If you sing on one, you have to sing on all. So she's faced between option one and option three at the moment. If I'm if I'm facing uh,
0: jail for 15 years at her age, that's useless to think that she's going to get out and enjoy any of her life. I think I think I start singing. I think that I go. If one of you, if one of you guys in power who I'm saving right now can't do anything to help me out, that's when I start singing and I start bringing that. I mean, think of the impact she would make on the world if she started proving
1: some of the things that are alleged. What I can say about Delaine Maxwell is that there is an amount of excessive hubris about her. She might well be behind bars at the moment thinking, I can beat this. Yeah, She might have some sort of rabbit that she can pull out of her hat. Mm. Consider this. She had the means and the motive and the opportunity to flee the country, but instead chose to stay in the United States, knowing that the full force of law enforcement was coming right after her. She could have gone to France, where she held... Citizenship yeah. to uh, avoid extradition and do a great Roman Polanski va- vanishing act. That's that's but true. He gets, I, does not to. Uh,
0: the the book is called Epstein: Dead Men Tell No Tales. This is Dylan Howard. I know in this in the book you have a lot of really good exclusive interviews, including an interview with Alan Dershowitz, who has stated from the onset that uh, he has had no involvement in any of this as far as the, the underage girls, but did uh, acknowledge receiving massages in his home, but also says that he was there with his family and that that was something. He just looks like a creep to me. When you interview him, do you feel like he's telling the truth?
1: Look, I have a lot of respect uh, for Alan Dershowitz and his legal mind. Um, he also wrote a book called Guilt by Association, and I right. think in a lot of ways that, is aligned to this particular case. You've got to understand, when you have the means that Jeffrey Epstein has, you're going to hire the best legal minds in the country, if not the world. And he did. I mean, he also had Ken Starr, who headed up the Clinton uh, inquiry uh, during Bill Clinton's presidency. And uh, he had a formidable team of lawyers. And... I think that it's also important to understand that the whole purpose of Alan Dershowitz's book is to say that just because you are tangentially or connected to someone in some form of business relationship that you are are guilty. Uh, So I don't subscribe to that. Okay. Uh, I don't think Dershowitz would be as vocal And as vigorous in his uh, litigation against others in this matter. Okay, if he he was. He didn't believe that
0: he was wrong. What do you know about the. uh, This is something that we've known about on this show for some time the relationship between Jeffrey Epstein
1: and uh, Woody Allen. They lived on the same street, they um, were said to have a friendship. Uh, they were photographed once walking down that street that they both lived in. Um, he was known to have gone over to his house, but so many other people were too. I well, mean,
0: yeah, no, I, I, we happen to. We, we, so evidently, there's a relationship between Epstein and Woody Allen, a friendship, and Woody Allen uh, enjoys the company of other comedians when, uh, you know, when he has a private dinner and. We know over the years several comedians before Epstein really hit the news big time. Uh, you know when he was just mm-hmm. a little bit in trouble, uh, we have had several uh, comedians on the show who've told us that they've dined with Epstein and Woody Allen, and uh, evidently they were quite chummy. And that now, the big scheme of things, that kind of seems uh, you know very believable
1: at the uh, you know now that we knowing what we know. No doubt, but again, I think it comes back to the Alan Dershowitz uh, Guilt yeah. by Association point. I mean, there are a lot of people that were within the inner circle of Jeffrey Epstein. Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, uh, the former Harvard president, Leslie Wexner, the head of uh, Victoria's Secret, Glenn yeah. Jubin, a hedge fund billionaire. What now, about all of Bill these G- men G- have denied what any about wrongdoing. What Bill Gates was involved with him.
0: Um, was Bill Gates ind-
1: involved with him on the on the, uh, another one
0: guilty by association? I mean, Bill Gates has got a, his hands in a, in a lot of different things, and uh, Epstein's got money, and and Bill Gates is big on charity. I mean, uh, uh, is there an association there that's that's uh, nefarious, or is that all just business? Oh,
1: the no, scientific connection. Yeah. There, there was there there was a desire amongst a group of a lot of people to. Uh, do innovative and groundbreaking scientific research. And Epstein hosted uh, a number of individuals, including Doctor the late Dr. Stephen Hawking and others at his so-called Orgy Island. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if anything nefarious took place, we know that that was a location where things did because women have told us about that. But... Um, but we also don't know whether Epstein's interest in science was to cultivate a new source network to compromise for the benefit of his business, and his business was fine.
0: Yeah, boy, this, I, I gotta tell you, this is a this is quite the web. And, and until you look at this book, Epstein: Dead Men Tell No Tales, you don't realize what the what the connection is. You you hear a bunch of names, you think uh, you you know about all the sex stuff, but you don't realize. What the underlying uh, relationship is, and the spying and the and the blackmail—it uh, seems super interesting. And I don't think—I I think the fact that this is still so open-ended, people still want all the information they can get. The book is called "Epstein: Dead Men Tell No Tales" by Dylan Howard, and uh, I think it's great uh, that that people are brave enough to still. Go after these big name people, and uh, that this book is out there. And I hope that everybody buys it and gets all the information they can. And I believe that we will be uh, shocked and surprised by some of the names that appear in the book. Dylan, uh, great to talk to you. Appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. There you go, Dylan Howard. Um, that, to me, is dangerous for, on all ends. Because if I, if you, like, anytime you see a movie. And you have somebody that is being blackmailed that is at that high level. They just have people killed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll kill him. Sure. Which is one of the, which is why I was saying why didn't why, you know how if you're Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, you must have really had if if it's true and he was running a spy ring and he was uh, you know going to blackmail him, you must have really had a solid plan for if I die, this is going to happen, or for people to just not kill him. But then again, he died and it didn't happen. Right, you would think that uh if I die then the next day, uh, you know, on the front page of every newspaper right. in Here's uh, the, the video. head story. yeah exactly it's going to be everywhere because I have, you know, whatever a dozen different people that are going to send it. So yeah. I made sure that I had 12 people because if only eight send it or only one sends it at least it's out there. I don't I don't believe I know what Dylan was saying, and as an as an author and a guy who did the research, he he, it's good that he says that that you're not guilty by association. But there are some people associated that I believe are guilty. I, I don't know about Alan Dershowitz, but I definitely think Woody Allen's too much of a creep to not benefit from the underage girls that. That uh, Jeffrey Epstein was able to get I don't know any of that to be true I'm just telling you how I feel on it uh, And uh, the same thing with uh, with Bill Gates I don't believe that he was doing anything I believe that he was probably just after his research and money And I think Prince Andrew is in the whole I don't sweat thing I mean, yeah. the, you know, those sort of things are, are dead giveaways, you know Alright, uh, well there you go The book is called uh, Epstein Dead Men Tell No Tales we must take a break. We're overrun with commercials. We have a bunch of phone calls. We still have an Alex Cologne stick to give away uh, before we go into, what is tonight, game four of the yes. Yes. Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, so let us take a break, pull out some of these commercials, and then we will come back and do that. First, I want to tell you about my friends at Millennium, Lawn, and Landscape. Every time I go to put that in my computer so that I could look at the phone number, it brings up MILF, MILF stuff. Mm. Yeah. Hot. Hot. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I just put M-I-L and MILF <laughs> comes up. Millennium Lawn and Landscape. Uh, I saw something yesterday that kind of disturbed me. Titus O'Neil starting to bug me. Oh, boy. <laughs> he's got too many good things. He's making me very jealous. He's got one of those. Uh, he He's made me, you know, I love my, my big green egg, but now he's on the Traeger. So now I'm like, maybe I should have a Traeger. And I've been working with Millennium Lawn and Landscape and Nursery to build, as they say, my own oasis in my backyard. Ooh. And we're gonna do that. I actually sent them over the whole uh the the property layout where my where my property lines are and just where we could redo a bunch of things and make it awesome. And while I'm Waiting to do that. Did you see what Titus O'Neal got? What'd he do? What'd he got? He, he's got a putting green in his backyard. Oh, come on, guys. He's got... I don't like golf, but he's got a putting green in his backyard. He got the uh, the Florida Gators logo in his backyard, um, Geo like, into the like grass. That. What's that? Geo doesn't like that. No, no, I, I don't like it either. I mean, I'm, I don't want that, but I fe- I feel like now... I need to get on Millennium Lawn and Landscape so that I can get my own oasis. I can't. I can't keep getting outdone by Titus O'Neil. So uh, if you want to build your own oasis, I think I want more like more palm trees and privacy. I actually want Galvin the two palm trees with the hammock in between, like you oh, see on yeah, the islands. Yeah, yeah. right. Like sure. Gilligan yeah. and the Skipper used to have. Yeah, yeah. awesome. And I and I want it on the inside of my screen and property. So, I don't, so while I'm napping, I don't have to worry about an alligator coming nipping my thumbs <laughs> because my arm fell off. Uh, whether you want to build a, a an oasis with hammocks and logos and all that stuff, or whether you're just looking to get your lawn beautiful and green, or you're a, a business and you want to have your place looking fantastic, I'll tell you, uh, my sister is a real estate agent and my sister-in-law, And she was saying how important curb appeal is. If you're looking to sell your house and you need to get some curb appeal, Millennium Lawn and Landscape does it all. And they're, of course, a nursery. So if you're looking to go buy plants or trees, they have it all. Uh, Go to their website, MillenniumLawnAndLandscape.com, or you can give them a call, 813-920-8041. That's 920-8041. They're open Monday through Saturday from 8 to 4. So if you want to take a ride around their property on a Saturday, you can do that. And you can find out about what they can do for you, the residential landscaping, commercial landscaping. They even do pavers. They do uh, outdoor lighting designs, irrigation, drainage, sod. They do uh, everything, and they will build you a tiki hut. If you ever looked in the end zone of the Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium and saw the tiki huts, they made that. They can do that for you right there in your backyard. Millennium Lawn and Landscape. Give them a call. Go to their website today and make sure you tell them you heard about it on this show. And that I want two palm trees
1: and a hammock in between. It's the Mike Caldas Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to The Mike Calter Show.